Hey guys, this is Kenny. Uh, I got uh, had the opportunity to sit down with Sarah and Stuart Cole from Bubblegum Love Crush. Um, Bubblegum Love Crush is an indie rock, indie pop band. They're based in Albuquerque, and they uh, have been um, been together since spring of 2019. Played several live gigs around Albuquerque, and uh, and has a small fan base. Uh, out here in the uh, the music scene in Albuquerque, um, because of the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, their debut album wasn't recorded until the summer of twenty twenty. Now the group's members are Cameron Kunstad, he's on lead guitar and vocals, Luke Barr on rhythm guitar and vocals, and Jessica Ramirez on bass. Uh, Stuart Cole is on drums, and um, they uh, they just put out an album uh it's eponymously named bubblegum love crush um uh, give them a listen uh, you can find them anywhere you can find uh streaming music um so we're gonna uh play some of our interview with uh with Stuart and uh, some clips from the album and uh um look them up it's it's local music and we're all about that so um thanks a bunch and we'll talk to you later Yeah. So you have uh, your band Bubblegum Bubble Love Crush mm-hmm. uh, has an album coming out that is self-titled. Oh, it's already out. <laughs> yes, that's um, you're absolutely right. It is already out. I don't worry about it. Uh, I'm glad you like oh, it. <laughs> it is good. so fantastic. I'm. Oh my gosh, it's it's so good to hear you guys. Um, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed your album a lot yeah it was just so interesting and um i'm really curious as to um what sorts of because you know obviously like i know as a musician it's kind of odd to like have people come up to me and be like oh you look you you sound like so and so but Mm -hmm. like i felt like i got uh, some like um influences of you know weezer and um, oh yeah you know different and such as that and i I'd really love to hear a lot more about that and about yeah. um, where the influences came from for you guys. Uh, yeah. So um, we have two singers in the group, um, as you've probably heard on the album. One singer's name is Cameron, and the other singer's name is Luke. Um, Luke's Luke's influences um, are Ty Siegel, um, Built to Spill. I did the, there's a band called Bulldog Eyes. I think I don't remember. I'd have to look at his Instagram. Um, and uh, Cameron's influences are uh, Peach Pit, Weezer, Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah. Those 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 are the ones I could think of at the top of my head. Um, my influences. Oh, I guess I don't. I I don't know if the drummer's influences really matter for the songwriting. Oh, they so matter. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone. Everyone melds into the sound. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember what I was listening to during that period. I know I was listening to, I listened to a lot of Porcupine Tree, you know, Stephen Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing, because I, I recently have been listening to a lot of, of Led Zeppelin again. You know, John Bonham is a nice. m- amazing drummer and 
I've, I just, I don't, I don't know why I haven't listened to Zeppelin so deeply as I do now, but I know there's a, right. there's a part in one of the songs where I do a, a Bonham type beat type groove. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And after hearing, I, I listened to fool in the rain where it has like a, a halftime feel. And then he does the hi hat on like an offbeat. And then I listened to right. one of the songs on the album. And then I do that too. And I was like, Oh, wow. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie that we covered. Uh, it might get loud. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Oh, I have not. Okay. It, it's uh, uh, it's Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. Edge from U2 and uh, Jack White. And they all talk about their, about their process with guitar. And, um, and Jimmy Page goes back to Headley Grange where Zeppelin recorded um, Zeppelin four. Mm-hmm. And, it is so cool because like right in the entryway he says, this is where we had Bonham set up his drum set <laughs> because it just reflected straight up off of this big yeah. staircase. And, everything like that. and all those, <laughs> yeah. When the levee breaks, that drum sound would not have been possible if they were like in a studio that would have to happen in this big expanse of a wood yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It was really it's cool. an amazing song. Doodle. Shapeless floating in the dark while drunk kids look familiar. Been a while since I've known you. Feeling good ain't worth the hurt. Kill your darlings in the morning. Save your What has been your favorite? What was your favorite experience? Uh, let's see. I think. Well, I mean, of course, tracking drums is fun. But the thing, what we did for this album was not like, you know, a traditional like recording. You know, we get like, just record a band all together. Well, I don't, I don't want to say traditional, but what we did was um, they, the other guys wanted me to record the drums first. That's kind of weird to do the drums first because, you know, some, I need kind of like vocal cues, but going into this recording, I had to memorize the seven tracks off the off the album and stray dog pretty much like stray dog leaving the party turning gray um eat my words i we played those live several times so i i pretty much memorized those tunes but um but for a song like skunk that that one was uh that was a brand new song that luke had just wrote and at last minute, we we're like, okay, let's put Skunk on the album. <laughs> and so I was listening to, I was listening to Skunk over and over again. And then I got, I did. Connor and I recorded three takes of Skunk. And then when we, when Luke went to record his guitars, it turns out I had completely missed like a section. And I was like, oh crap! So I had to like redo it. <laughs> Go back and do it. But. Gotta be easier than working to a, a click track though, just having the having the live drum sound in your head, you know. That's yeah. gotta that's gotta help. Yeah, it's not it, for it, you because you're doing the drums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was definitely easier on the other guys because especially Cameron, he's like, Yeah, I need the drums, man. I, if I do this just to a click, I'd probably do one too many rests. Right. Right. But interesting. Yeah, I was I I was wondering, I was like, is that a creative process thing? And I was like, no, that's something that someone like me would appreciate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I think my favorite part about this record was, you know, 
just seeing it come together, you know, starting off with the drums, recording at a at a church just like 15 minutes from my house, and then and then we do the the guitars, the rhythm guitars, the lead guitars, and then we get the vocals in. And it's just it's just fun seeing an album form. You know? Right, it's so interesting, and it sounds like you all recorded these independently of one another. Mm-hmm. From how you're describing them, that is so interesting. How what was that process like? It was well. I mean, it's I have. It's not the first time I've done this. My other band, Cataract Attack, we recorded individually. Um, although those recording sessions spanned way longer than the Bubblegum album. It's not my first time recording individually, but it ha- it has its pros. But I, I I personally like recording. Like I don't know if you guys have been to Third Eye Studios, but I've worked with uh, Dave McRae there, and he, we work uh, we record a band all together. I just I re- I like recording individually, but I don't I'm I just I like something about performing it live and then recording it live all together is something. The magical feeling. The energy you get when you're playing with uh, with the uh, with everybody else live is is completely different than when you're in your head trying to get it down perfect. You know? Yeah, but I mean that was yeah we had to do it individually. I wanted to. I brought up the idea to Connor that we should record we should record all together as a group, but Connor didn't have enough gear, so we had to we had to do it individually. Interesting. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> and it's like, it's really interesting because the fact that that's something that um, we, that like bands can have access to now, mm-hmm. just like recording in, uh, individually and then, you know, putting everything together is, that's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's a fun process, whether you're doing it live all together or individually, it's still a fun process to record an album. Granted, there were some tedious moments in there, but that's to be expected. It'll all be yeah, perfect. Absolutely. And uh, so I know that like when um, when different bands put out albums, you get a different answer from the singer, from the bass player, from the drummer, from the guitarist. What is their favorite song on the album? What's yours? Okay, we'll start off with mine. My favorites are easily Stray Dog and Skunk. I, it was... Mm-hmm. And eat my words. I don't know. I like all of them, but I, the ones that really, the ones that really stick out to me are Straight Dog, Eat My Words, and Skunk. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah, I, my it, well, my original favorites were Straight Dog and Eat My Words, but I mean, after listening to Skunk multiple times, I'm like, holy crap, Luke's a really good lyricist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Came out good. That is yeah, really I'm, interesting. Uh, and so and at the other band favorites, I am not sure. I think Luke said his yes. favorite was eat my words. Uh, Cam's yeah. favorite was a uh, stray dog. Um, I don't know what the bassist favorite is. I'd have to ask him again. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that um, lyricism was a favorite aspect of yours. What, what other aspects sort of make them your, your favorite? Um, In, 
as the drummer. I'm really curious about this. Okay, so when we were recording Stray Dog, um, that that middle that bridge section when we're all like, oh, it's originally mm-hmm. Luke does that all by himself, but Connor was like, all right, I, I'm gonna need Cam, I'm gonna need you guys to overdub some O's and like get some, and then I, right, and then I would overdub a couple O's too like later later on down the line so you could hear some of my voice in there but uh, yeah those harmony parts those are those are really nice touches to make the song to bring the song out and spice it up that's so cool and the yeah, the the harmonies are good. The um, lead guitars, oh man, on a, oh yeah, on the on porn star love, that lead guitar that Cam does is so freaking good. <laughs> it's simple, it's nice. but it's so it really drives the song and it really brings the song up. You know, makes it brings it from a ten to a one hundred. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there is there anything else that you'd like to mention? Um. Well, I guess I could talk about the recording process <laughs> since yeah, you guys sure. are behind the scenes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we would love to. Yeah. So, all right. We the idea of us doing an album. We were like, okay, yeah, we're interested in doing an album, but we were this was like pre-COVID Bubblegum Love Crush and we were just, we were, we wanted to keep doing gigs. So an album wasn't in our minds yet or wasn't like important. But once the, right. um, of course, once the pandemic hit and then the gigs stopped, Launchpad, well, all our gig places that we were playing at just, just stopped. And we were like, all right, let's do this album. And that's why we started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why everyone else also started a podcast. Oh, That's yeah, right. no, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I originally wanted to record this album with Dave at Third Eye, but then I remembered, you know, Connor was in town. And I was like, why don't we do... Because if we went to Dave, it would have been really heckin' expensive. <laughs> and we just yeah. didn't, we didn't have that money right now but um connor connor was really cheap and he offered us a really good price for you know his services and you know he I'm sure he'd wow. prefer the term affordable but no creative input in that as well yeah um even though yeah even though connor wasn't a producer he still he still brought us ideas like when he was mixing it like in the actual original stray dog song at the very end there's no oh's it's just instrumental but connor put in those oh's at the end and he just like, whoa i didn't know it sounded cool when he did that <laughs> <laughs> made it work yeah made it work having a rehearsal connor comes to my house and he brings us these contracts he says sign all these and then uh, all that stuff 
which you don't want to hear is boring. <laughs> but um, so we, I recorded drums. This the whole recording sessions took place like towards the beginning of July. So I took my drums up to this church on Lomas and a little mini street called Texas. And the church is called a uh, Metropolitan Community Church, I think. And I had that connection because um, I pl- I rehearsed. I was in a musical a while back, and we met and played and rehearsed at that church. So I had that connection. So I was like, All right, I'm gonna get this connection, record at the church. And so, um, yeah, day one, I actually knocked pretty much uh, five out of the seven songs on the first day for drum tracking three takes each i mean three <sighs> takes each and um yeah and the next day i finished but i mean that was before i you know i screwed up skunk and i had to haul my drums all the way back up to the <laughs> oh, place to, to re-record it but it was fine i was like I was kind of irritated that I missed it at first, but I, I was like, okay, I'll just, I'm just gonna have to deal with it and bring them back. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so after drums were finished, we, I think we started recording the lead, the rhythm guitars next. Um, so Luke, we did, we partially recorded rhythm guitars at that church and either my house or their apartments. So it was kind of all over the place, but we finished, we primarily did the, vo- most of the vocals were done at the houses because the church would have been too big and not good for vocals, but we did set up a, a nice little like vocal, like DIY vocal booths in our houses, like in my room. Cameron <laughs> recorded vocals for Eat My Words, literally behind over there. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and uh, Luke recorded some lyrics too. <clears throat> um, uh, uh, guitar overdubs; those were done at the uh, singer's apartment. And uh, yeah, there's mixing. Something... There's something Sorry, really <laughs> special about that. About like in yeah. ho- in home recordings and just like I don't know, I know. like I feel like there's some sort of like it it builds character and it just it's so yeah it's so awesome and it's like i feel like you probably learn a lot from doing stuff like that yeah no definitely it, it, yeah, it shows again, you going back to my uh going back oh, i'm to sorry it shows you all the potholes so. yeah, i'm sorry go ahead man sure yeah no going <laughs> yeah going back to my uh my la- my other band cataract attack the majority of the guitars were recorded in Ryan's garage and it was and going back to that album now while it may it's not mixed the best because we just wanted to do it all ourselves (laughs) and we kind of rushed it a little bit it's still it's still I still would have preferred I still would have preferred recording it like that as opposed to spending two thousand dollars at a studio and I think Rian agreed with me too. Sure. But yeah, going Absolutely. back to Bubblegum. Um Yeah, no, it's 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 fun, you know, recording in your house. It's everything being homemade. It's yeah, there is a magic to it being to a homemade album. 
just thought that this would be finally Also, like, you, you read up on all these recording sessions. I don't know if you guys, like, read on that and stuff, but I, I read a lot about, like, bands recording sessions for albums, like... Siamese Dreams by the Siamese Dream by the Smashing Pumpkins. Those recording sessions were terrible. <laughs> right. And it's like right. and there was definitely there we definitely had that moment <laughs> in these recording yeah. sessions. But I guess looking back on it, I'm like, that's the magic of recording sessions, you know? That's like it. you can't you can't We did um, We did the last week. We released um, the the Pink Floyd documentary, uh, the podcast on that, uh, on the classic albums. But they also have one on Nirvana, on uh, Nevermind. And that, I mean, because they started like at a sub-pop studio and they really didn't know what they were doing. And everything was, you know, everything was very, sounded like they didn't know what they were doing, you know. Then they get into a, a real studio and Butch Big still doesn't know what he's doing, but but it, it shows, it, it it discusses the the process of how they put all that together and how it how it all works so perfectly and everything. Those things are yeah blast a lot. I know. I really should watch those. I like. I want to yeah. get more into those like recording session documentaries. I've always yeah. been fascinated. Well, I'm yeah uh, on, on classic albums. They've got a. A whole bunch of them and some of them are fascinating and some of them is the guy trying to explain how he came up with the chords from smoke on the water which is really is that we're, we're gonna that, that, that's are we all going to sit through this? are we all are we all are we okay explain it to me you know? deep purple is a great band <laughs> and they have a lot of better songs yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no, for sure Brain. Yeah, so I get three notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, we we had that that kind of on edge moment when recording Skunk because we I think you know when we went to record that song we had net we didn't practice that one like at all <laughs> so yeah. I was when he when Luke recorded an acoustic demo of it I was and he like record it for me on the day of recording i was listening to it i listened to it like four times and i was coming up with a a part in my head you know the the um, hits on the on the kit and right recording that song on kit that was like a spontaneous moment like some of those hits like just happened and were spur of the moment and worked lead singer his name is a uh, lead singer slash lead guitarist his name is cameron uh Kunstatt. i don't I was, I his last name <laughs> um okay uh luke 
Luke Farr. That's the uh, rhythm guitarist and other singer. Okay. Um, the bassist who recorded on this album, he moved to Portland recently, but his name was uh, Felipe Gutierrez. We have a new okay. bassist now. Um, and of course, me. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. That's cool. And Connor yeah, yeah. helped with the mixing and all that good stuff. Yeah, he was our engineer. Good he deal. did a really great job. I can't, I cannot stress that, like, cannot say this enough how much of an amazing job he did with his album. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's so fantastic. And you guys all did a fantastic job as well. I really enjoyed listening to it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope the next album we make will be as good as this one. <laughs> this has been a production of Rock Doc Behind the Scene with Sarah and Kenny Bodkin. And remember, support your local musicians. Oh,